Welcome back to Two Homers and a Realist. This is the pod right before the spring game. Full strength. We are at full strength. It is a beautiful night after a stormy, stormy night in Oklahoma. That's the way it goes, I guess. Yeah, thoughts for those affected, though. Yeah, hopefully uh, everybody is, is safe and, and recovering. Very sorry for the, the people that had any any damage. And, of course, sorry for the, is it just two fatalities? I've seen three. Three, that's very sad. Very sad for those families. Hearts yep. and prayers and thoughts for, for them. But we power on. Um, this is a beautiful night. It's kind of the way it goes in Oklahoma. After a, a stormy, ugly night, we get a beautiful night under the stars. We got a fire going. We got drinks flowing, and we got cigars um, being smoked. Being smoked, smoking. I'm Steve. Lucas. Connor. Jay. Yeah. I thought we were going. I thought, I thought I was we always last. It's no, it's, it's, it's clockwise. Uh, it's clockwise. Is it clockwise? clockwise. Yeah. clockwise. Yeah, no, we I'm went not, over this in the pre thing. I'm not that clockwise. smart. Oh my god. All right. That's all right. Hey, it's pre. It's 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 off season. That's right. We work on right those things. The, we work right on that. Stuff. I think we do have one listener that hates when we say our names. So. We do. Shout Let's out, do it again. Shout out to that guy. Shout out to Matt. He doesn't like when we say our names. He doesn't. He does, oh, you, were you not here for that one? No. Oh, yeah, yeah. you weren't here for that yeah, one. Yeah, he was talking about how Matt hates how we say our names. Well, Matt, thanks for listening. <laughs> Appreciate, Appreciate it, buddy. This but, is uh, Lucas. Thanks for listening. Give yeah. us more feedback. Steve says, give us more feedback. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Appreciate it all. So, um, we got a lot to cover. We have the spring game coming up. It's uh, on Saturday. Hopefully, the weather holds. Uh, I had a poll this week. How many? I didn't even look at the results. Let me look at the results. I hit the wrong button. So you hit. What did you well, get? Fat fingered it. So See, I. So how I, bad does that suck that Twitter doesn't let you undo a, vote? a poll? You can't undo anything on Twitter. Remember, That's true. You, you can't can edit. edit. You can. There's an edit button now, isn't there? Didn't they do that? No, there's not. Elon Musk not. not done that. He took the, away all the blue check marks, yeah, but he's not. the end of blue check mark. He has not right. given us an edit button. Well, we luckily no, didn't have a blue check mark, so we didn't have to worry about yeah, it. I think he's purchased. He's he said, for "I'm personally paying for yeah. some of these because LeBron was oh. saying I'm not paying for a blue check mark, and then he still had one, and then Elon's like, "Well, I'm personally paying for some of these." Well, this is interesting. So, <laughs> sure. on the looking at the poll, we had 46 percent. The plurality said less than sixty thousand. The the choices were less than sixty, sixty to seventy thousand, basically. For attendance, I'm sorry, yeah. 70 to 75,360, which is last year's record-setting attendance, and then 75,000, greater than 75,360. That was the next highest pick. 31% thinks that it's going to be greater than last year's. Those people don't know football. They must be, I don't know if they know football, (laughs) or they just don't know anything. There's 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 just no no way. There's a lot of of kids on Twitter nowadays, so, you know, big numbers. it's, It's the bottom one. So what was it's your wrong? 60. You you accidentally hit I, 60. I fingered 60 to 69. Yeah. And I think it's going to be under 60. I think it's going to be under 62. Especially with the weather. 60. It looks like it's going to be cooler than people thought. It was cooler, but not degrees. awful. Not yeah. not awful. Um, yeah, so, so that's a good. 60 is still a good number. 60 is better than, I don't know, 60 might be the second best attendance in OU Spring think Game history. 60. I think it's going to be closer to 50. Well, I think it's I get I think it's gonna be between thirty and forty. That would be pretty bad. I think it really is. I think I think it's gonna be pretty underwhelming. So that that'll be interesting. That'll be telling. Um, maybe. Good thing we have assigned seats then. Yeah, yeah that's right. For a yeah. third great of the job, stadium, I'm glad we have assigned seats. Oh there. man, well, yeah. Let's let's. That's ridiculous. Well, we'll get into that. Let's get let's get into that at the end. I don't want to start. They've I had years where I start griping. Where they've had the end zones blocked off. And still not had a science. Honestly, though, that that's you know that sucks for people who can't normally get premium seats. This might be like the one time a year that they actually get to sit where they want to sit. Oh, 
And you're saying they wouldn't be able to get them in this assigned seating world because yeah. all the donors would jump in front of them? I mean, it was first come, first serve. There's tickets still on so, the 50 in the upper decks. So. No, but yeah. you know what I'm saying. Like, normally you just, general admittance, you can go sit wherever you want. Yeah, to. I mean, in years past, I've done it to where, like, I got my season tickets in 2000. Like, after the 99 season, I went to every single game, and then I thought, well, I sat in probably, <clears throat> during that season, I sat in, I think, five different places probably out of the, I think we have seven home games that year. I don't remember. Yeah, but I sat in five different places, I think, that season, and then I decided, decided obviously, the end zone is the best seats in yeah, the world. Yeah, I wanted non-con home that year. So then I so got season did tickets. Did you get hit in the head by something In hard? the south end zone. And then during the spring games, I would literally just continue to sit in different places just to see if I'd change my mind or see if I liked sitting lower or higher, you know, stuff like that. But now with assigned seats, it's not really... To me, the assigned seats, and I swore we wouldn't get into this, but I guess we are. Let's wait. Let's wait. Let's wait. Why, what's the... Let's so wait. I thought... Let's talk about Let's talk about the team first. We've got some grievances to air about I this. do have That's some grievances wanna, about the assigned seats. Something. We have a realist rant? I see the... the yeah, maybe a, a Homer rant. Hmm. Um, I see the positives and negatives of the assigned seats, kind of like you're alluding to. But let's talk about the game first and the team. So we've, we obviously have some interesting developments. Let's talk a little bit about the depth chart. And let's, before we get deep into the depth chart and what, what it looks to be, we can talk about Jaden Davis, who's exiting, as well as some other transferees that are practicing, some known and unknown people that are practicing, and what that means. Um, anybody got some strong views on, on those guys that are that have already declared or that um, are probably in their heart knowing that they're going to be doing it but are going through all of the spring? I think it just goes to show that the coaches have come to him and pretty much Jaden Davis in particular <clears throat> and said, you're probably not in the plans for to start and you're going to be our first guy off the bench, but we're probably going with this guy and this guy. So he's going to try to take that opportunity and go probably a smaller school so he can get the starting job. I just find it really interesting, and, and Jay can probably talk more towards what the depth looks like um, or was looking like going into that. But I do find it interesting, especially with OU's cornerback depth and the guys that we saw out there last year in the rotations if it was going to be any sort of indication kind of how the game plan was this year which is I don't think we're super deep at corner Davis was going to get on the field yeah with, with oh, a, quite sure. a bit with what should be a better defense I mean, he's a two-year starter right yeah I mean. so I I I know it's the day and age we live in I understand the portal and I understand people needing to 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 get out so that they they can go get in showcase else. their talents right um I I don't I don't necessarily agree with something like this this early from a guy like Jaden Davis I tend to agree with your so what you're um, it would have been different if it was a guy who was getting nominal minutes last year and was fighting for a spot to maybe come off the bench and the coach coaching staff says hey you're you're our number three at this point but Jaden Davis was going to be a number two guy who if he practiced hard and worked his butt off was going to be fighting for a spot to get on the field consistently in games and that's not a singular position either corner that's mm-hmm. two positions on the field in general not and to you mention nickel it. yeah exactly but if one of the two guys gets hurt it's not like you're the backup quarterback right and you're never going to get to play because right. the starter's always right. going to play if you're a backup corner then there's a, a pretty good chance oh. that one of those two guys is going to get injured. With at some a lot point of ways, they don't have to get injured. Yeah, they can just be not doing I mean, well. well yeah, it's a one. It's a one B position. Yeah, it's yeah. a one A one B type. If that of guy gets burned three times just, in one game. You're in, and you may take that starting job from game three through right. the rest and of the season. Go earn it. Exactly. Yeah. I'll, I'll, my take on this, if positively, um, 
the only way this happens is like two two ways. One, he sees the writing on the wall, right? And and doesn't want to be a one B player, right? He's he's spent his time in the well, program. He's been like here a couple of years. Two A or two B. And he wants to go somewhere and for sure maybe get a spot where he's on the field all the time. You can also look at it as we've been waiting to get in the type of players yep. to process older players that aren't where we want them to be. Mm-hmm. Now, like, or just would you size rather, too? Size. Would you size pre- is what I was about to say. But would well. you prefer a one of the newcomers to be way down on the depth chart and keep Jaden Davis, who's only going to be one more season, or have him leave to to make sure that this Agreed. kid's got more reps? I agree. I'd so have the I, same conversation it, we had last year. I take it positively oh, that you too. can lose a part-time starter, a really good backup player, because there is that much depth and talent behind him, which mm-hmm. we have been lacking for a really long time. It's addition by subtraction, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I've had a couple conversations about this move specifically. You are you are getting rid of a guy who is smaller, who that we have seen make mistakes in bigger situations or against big-time receivers who he just frankly can't compete with. Just physically with. limited. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean... As as critical as I am of maybe him not sticking it out, from a holistic program point of view, I think it probably benefits us more so than not. Well, I I think it'd be better if he stays unless and he we waited need, the spring. Unless we need the and position. At least at least up. he saw. I agree. Where he's at. I agree. At no, the I end take of it. Spring I take it to be a pretty strong positive all around. Um, I think it's a positive from the standpoint, like you say, Jay, about that we've got potentially likely better players that we're replacing him with with more um, longevity in front of them but it's also good I think to have a program that's that's healthy and that is allowing a guy to to try himself out and say well let's see where you where you end up and let's give you some honest feedback and see where you want to be and if it's not a good fit we'll part ways and it'll be okay I think that's good I'd rather it be that way than Hey, you're either with us or against us, and you got to decide right now before spring ball begins or whatever. I'd rather have a healthy relationship where we can be professionals about it and say, let's let's go ahead and see where you fit into this mix, because it's always a discovery process, right? You have to decide, you have to figure out here as he enters his senior season. It would be a senior season, is that right? He'd be. A, I'm not sure. Uh, he might have two because of COVID. Maybe two. Well, regardless, he's got he's got he's in the back half of his career in football. Let's see where you've developed and let's see where you get to and let's see if you're a good fit. I would hope that it's something about what is the best fit for me and what I want to be. I would question the decision making if, and I don't know if this is the case at all, I'm not assuming it is, if he's thinking I would be better off going somewhere else and being the star player to try and get to the next level because I can't believe that's the right route Rather it didn't than, have to be just the next level, though. Sometimes you just want to play. Sometimes you just want to play, and that would that would make sense to me. So if you respect if, if it you're a saying, I would I, yeah, absolutely respect it, and I think it's a better decision making. If you say, you know what, weighing all the options, rather than a gamble at how much I would get to play with a chance to come in and maybe shine. Maybe he knows he's kind of maxed out of what he thinks he can be. He might be like, I'm going to go to SMU or a and school be on the field size. all the time yeah. and I'll have be a the great number experience. One yeah. And that's the, my last hurrah in football. That I understand. I hope, and I bet he's not thinking, no, you guys just don't know how good I am. I'm yeah. going to go to school XYZ, which is a clear tier or two below OU, 
and I'm going to I'm going to shine there and get to the next level. And I if, don't think that's going to be the decision. If you want to break it down and take away the cheetah position or the nickel nickel position out of it and you just got two corners, right? Mm -hmm. You've got Woody Washington locking up one. Um, a lot of people thought uh, prior to his little um, Gentry Williams. physical mishap, right? Gentry Williams possibly having the other one. Then you've got um, Kendall Dolby, the Juco transfer, which was the defensive player of the year uh, in his league. So he's going to probably battle Gentry for that other spot. And then you've got, after that, you've got Kanai Walker, who played some last year, who was a transfer in from, was it Louisville? Louisville. And then... Behind him, you have Jaden Rowe, who's injured, but he'll come back healthy. And then you got the freshmen, uh, Makari Vickers and Josiah Wagner. Who you hope can compete. Yeah, well, if you listen to um, Gabe and Teddy's podcast, Teddy and them I don't. just... But you should listen to it after ours, but yeah. No. They rave about Josiah Wagner. Like, he is, he is shocked. Hmm. I think even the coaches... On what kind, like he's a dog, and that's apparently. that's to but that's, does Brent trust a true freshman corner? But to, but that's the no, kind of my doesn't. point is, I'm hoping at the end of the day when we look back on this at this move, you know, halfway through the season, that it's like, oh, J the Jaden Davis move was a depth issue on his part. Yeah, he figured out that wow, we have depth finally, and maybe I wasn't this one A or one B or two A two B position, and I wasn't going to see the field nearly as much. And you have to, not even just a corner, but as we've at seen all. Brent, who wants to go and, and reform guys in different positions, maybe to specialize them, which he was a corner given. But you you have to hope holistically, like this defense is finding some structured depth that Davis said. I mean, Davis isn't going to be. I, a, it's out. It's outgrowing who Davis is as a. Player. He's not going to yeah. be a cheetah, right? And the safety room is deeper than we've had in a long time, right. talent-wise. And bigger. They so he's bigger. not—he couldn't move there either. So he's literally just battling. There's just two, two spots on the field. Yeah. And I just named six guys, and that's without Absolutely. Jacoby Johnson even coming in. And I also think the early. coaches probably sat him down. I was. I don't think that's just a rash decision. No. Hey, I'm mad that I'm not going to be the starter. I'm going to bounce. I think it's more what you said about transitioning older mm -hmm. players out yeah. that aren't going to get the playing time and kind of helping them to say, hey, you know, you can transfer to a smaller school and be yeah. the, be I have the a leader. feeling the coaches are very open with players in their in their spots. Well, the Miguel Chavis' uh, comment the other day said um, he's not going to apologize for bringing in or trying to bring in the best players to go win a championship. And if you are a player who's been here and you don't expect to compete, then that's something that you should consider. And that's not what he said. But the, the quote about the champion is we – I want that mentality in coaches. Go go, find the best player and then go find someone who's better than him. And I like it. It's not just the mentality. It's the honesty. That they're going to be honest with these kids and say you are or are not fitting into this program. You've got a future here or you don't. And we're not going to hold you back. Where you're, and we're not going to hold you back and we're not going to let you linger around here because, hey, we could use you as a tackling dummy. We're going to let you know right away this is actually where we see you and you'd be better off pursuing these other things and by the way we've got some obligations if we want to bring in some players and we need depth in terms of just scholarship positions yep. so it, it would be better better if you go and find some other home for you a better fit for you and a better fit for Freeze us up scholarship i mean us. you got to think how ethan downs and grimes must have felt when McCullough. you go out and get a a, a bothroid yeah and you get a you get trace a trace ford, ford mm -hmm. and you get a five-star pj at a <laughs> 
we got to start producing. Like yeah. these coaches are not going to wait around. Like this isn't my job. Go to work. Right. And I think that's how you find established, a committed depth as well. You yeah. see it with Saban. You see it with, which we've seen some of the Georgia guys transfer. But that's how it. Brent Venables preaches that next up, and it's not him, but it's it's everyone that next up mentality. But you ha- you have to that guy actually has to be do a guy. it, not just yeah, preach it. He has right? to be it's a not, guy. It's not just next up. words for the fans and words for everybody. Right. Like right. You but really... I think it is. I think they're going and finding those guys. And I bet, thinking about those Georgia guys in particular, I bet there's Georgia homers and Georgia fans that are beside themselves worrying. They see that hit the... You know, you've just won two back-to-back titles. You're in great shape. You've got great coaching. If a guy who looks great on paper and has had production is deciding to leave, he's either probably a head case or he's not a good fit, and there's somebody else there's that the coaches better. know that there's better. Or, or there's someone looking, else coming. Or is in there for better. more cash somewhere? Or he's like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Which in the, that case, he's not a good fit. You know, it sounds like that the dude that's leaving Georgia. That's it's an NIL it's situation. Grabbing money. Well, yeah. you don't probably if want you, that guy. Like like if like you're Brent gonna, says, if you're going to leave for that as a, a Kirby primary. Smart defense, yeah. to go play for an Alex Grinch defense, there's oh, is that where he's going? I, th- I think that's where oh everyone thinks he's going. Oh my god, yeah, that is hilarious. By all means. Yeah. By all means. Good luck. Yeah. That's, wow. That, that's like, if I were an NFL scout, that would be immediately, you've just dropped two rounds. And like, you know, just for the, the obvious mental problem that you must have. You're much better, less the you're better being one. a career backup at Georgia than. I mean, maybe than he's going to get absolutely. a heck of a beats deal. Or a one year start. No, I mean, he might get, he might get a, a, the same kind of large NIL deal like a. Jordan Addison got or something. Has there been anybody else I, I outside, don't know, of, outside of Jaden Davis that we've seen? Um, Corey Roberson. Corey Roberson. Yeah, that's right. Corey Roberson. You sent the other day. Yep, yep, yep. That was um, so far. So far, that's it. And it, interesting enough, we still have more um, transfer portal guys that we're looking at at different positions, and uh, at least one or two are coming in for official visits this weekend. And our roster numbers. Or above the 85. Right. So, so there's more. Do so there's some cuts. There's more attrition coming. Quote unquote cuts. Yeah, but the portal thing is only like 15 days or something, right? The, it's not open the, for very long. The window. But even if it's yeah, one or two guys, like, we got to have one or two openings. I think it's like April 10th to April 25th or something so like that. So I think technically we right have. After this weekend. Technically yeah. we have like 75 or 76 on scholarship, but mm-hmm. there's still 12 guys right. that weren't early enrollees coming. Right. And then we're still looking at more portal guys. So. Something's There's got to be four or five more yeah. guys. Well, we're going to lose two quarterbacks, hopefully. Like, surely Bevel is gone. We don't want to lose two. Booty's probably gone. I bet, nah. Can both of One them of the go? One of the two. What do you mean, can both of them go? Well, you can only transfer so many times and at least be immediately eligible. So <sighs> I don't think so. I think you can transfer. I don't think so. I think you get one transfer uh, and immediate eligibility. And then otherwise, I that's Unless you're a grad. Unless you're a grad. I don't know. I thought we'll that have was to look at that. I thought, rule. I thought I thought they changed it to where it was basically kind of an open. Yeah. I don't think so. I think I you get one. You get one transfer. Regardless, Bevel's been taking snaps with the tight ends, right? I mean, that's what we saw the other day. <laughs> yeah. I think it's just to to be able to run plays. Yeah. I know, but I mean, I mean, if that's not yeah. speaking loudly to him, like, yeah. You know, I mean, I I don't want to lose. Oh, I don't you mean Jackson lose, Arnold didn't take snaps at tight end? I don't. <laughs> I don't want to lose. <laughs> I don't want to lose two quarterbacks. I think if we lose one quarterback, it's probably healthy. I think it's. I think you a three deep at quarterback is probably necessary. It'll probably be interesting you to see. You have to have three. You have to have three. It'd be interesting I to mean, see. I mean, we didn't have three we last year. No, but you've got to have three. I mean, 
uh, in general. We had, yeah, Patrick Fletcher was out there. Yeah, I guess he was the number two. So you, you would like to have three, and you'd also like to have those guys because, honestly, they've got to be looking at it saying, well, okay, I want to play football, but I'd also like some rings. And if, if they believe this is a team that so can get some rings. So where are they going to go then? Yeah. So if they believe this is a team that can get some rings and they stick around, I think that's a good thing. So they're, they're going to they're gonna try to get at least – so two L years of eligibility, Big 12, SEC, and, well, at least one of two national titles. Uh -huh. At least one of two. Well, what else about the depth chart um, and, and players and, and positions that were – So you mentioned we have some transfer portal. Who uh, specifically from what positions transfer portal-wise are coming in to watch the game? I, there's an interior offensive lineman coming in He uh, from Appalachian State. He started six games at center, played a couple more games at guard. Um, I think he has at least three years left to play. Um, apparently a pretty tough dude, physical – got an attitude I don't know if that shows that maybe we're not sold on like Nate Anderson yeah. as a backup center or if you just take as many big talented offensive linemen as you can to regardless build, to build depth yeah yeah no Beanbow's not afraid to move him around either I mean no and not to get off topic but for the first time in several years, it seems like the evaluations and the player rankings have started to actually line up, and we have good, young offensive linemen waiting in the wings to either take over starting spots or, at worst, get in games and be prepared to take over next year, which it seems like our evaluations for I don't know two or three seasons. We're bad. Whether it's whether it's evaluations or some people think it's a strength and conditioning issue both. or, or whatnot. Sure both. both. Yeah. We're the sure Bray Walkers of the world. Yeah, but so that's like I said, not to get too far off topic, but that's no, the only one I can think of right now. That's a, that's good. That's a um, transfer portal transfer guy. portal guy. Anywhere we're concerned about? Oh, uh, one more. Sorry, um, Brennan uh, Brennan Thompson. We were we were. It was down to us in Texas during his recruitment two years ago. Four-star oh, track receiver. guy, wide yeah. receiver. He ended up going to Texas. He entered the portal. Um, all the crystal balls, crystal all the balls everything are, on are, are all on OU. And um, I can't, I can't imagine. I think it's going to be Emmett the first. I think it's going to be the first Texas to I mean, OU. It's like the Trace portal. Ford deal. Just I can't imagine going to one place. That is the hated rival. Well, that's you and I as fans yeah. who can't understand. But I mean, that. you think about someone like I mean, Billy Bowen was a Texas commit until he wasn't. Yeah, and that well, happens. So that many happens of more those often guys. than going to a school. It does for but, two years wearing all the, the gear thing. all the time like, and then flipping to the other. Have we ever had a Texas to OU or I know, OU to but Texas? I can't even imagine. I can't even oh, imagine. Casey Dar Thompson, Daryl Royal. Yeah. Uh, Ryan, oh, to oh no, Casey Thompson didn't. No, he didn't come here. Daryl Royal may as well fucking went and played Texas. So, no, I think that it, we had a it's odd, <laughs> but it'd be odd to me to even entertain the idea of, of playing for Texas or Oklahoma State or Ohio State and then decide I'm going to go to OU. It's like if I were a kid, it, there'd be no doubt about where I was going. So it's hard for me to get my mind around any, any even recruiting battle, much less, yeah, if I played for one and then decide I'm going to flip go to the other. the other. But then again, it's only been recently in adulthood that I could understand – 
how you can go in the in the NFL and play from one team and then go to the another that's that's a rival. You know, I get it, and and it just to me you get that simplistic mindset of I'm a fan of this thing. And but I, you look at you look at Trace Ford specifically, and even in the case of the Texas kid who may or may not come, you you look at the coaching staffs that recruited him. Completely different. I mean, yeah. you're working with completely different staff, yeah. completely different guys who want to do different things. And I know from someone who is very close to Trace Ford that the way that OU went after him relative to the way that OSU went after him was completely different and completely, I mean, for lack of a better term. Out of high school? or yeah, out of high school. Okay. Was completely, I mean, almost, it was almost disrespectful in a sense. Yeah. So. Yeah, I've heard that too. Um and then you get a staff in there who appreciates the player you are, and you look at someone like a Mike Gundy or someone like that who doesn't have a plan, Mm-mm. doesn't have a path to what you want to be as a football player. It, the choice seems obvious at that point. My point is, like, you line up in the Cotton Bowl in a burnt orange uniform one year, and you want to kill the other guy wearing the crimson or wearing the, you know, whatever. Yeah. And then the next year, you're on that squad. But it's not about trying to go kill the guys from the other. But team. it's not about it's the just, Crimson. It's not about the Oklahoma, Texas. It's about your it's about players, him. and and it's about who is your family. And your family isn't to us. The family is this the the Crimson, the Oklahoma. To him, it's the the players on the field. It's the coaches that recruited him that he identified with. It's not growing up and going to that game for for decades. And look at look at Kobe it. McKenzie. So it's not the look same at Kobe thing. McKenzie. OU Texas, sorry, OU Texas, OU, right? Yep. I mean, that's that that speaks loudly right there. Which, from a fan's perspective, from from the four of us sitting here, we can't imagine it. I can't imagine what Kobe McKenzie's family went through to say, "I'm committing to this person." This person leaves. I'm committing to this person at Texas, and then you get a guy like Brent Venables come in and say, "No, no, no!" Like, let me sell you on what we're gonna do. How about Charles Thompson? And even that. And so his son. You know, he, he spends his entire career, a, a, an incredible career and a jaded career and all kinds of problems at Oklahoma. His son, oh, he has... Um, his first son. first son. Goes to OU. Goes to OU. His second son then goes to Texas and doesn't get, didn't get recruited by OU, basically. And, and no, then... No, he got... He, yeah, he did. Well... Casey? Yeah. Yeah, he got recruited to OU. How strong did he get recruited, though? I mean, it wasn't... I, as a, as a like a tenth grader, he was strongly recruited. But then when the stuff blew up with his brother before he went to Utah, it was kind of like soured with OU. Okay, because well, that's, that's what I'm getting at. It was, it was soured. So you go to you go to Austin. Yeah. And yeah, you know, you're you're wearing burnt orange as a father. I mean, oh. that's got to be tough. And yeah, then, and then no he goes, and then you got to go wear Nebraska. Nebraska. You got to go yeah. wear the. <laughs> and, and to remember history in 1989, Nebraska yeah. in 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 the ice cold rain. Sleet coming down, he breaks his ankle in that game, and and has to set out. If the, I'm a father of a son, game, that it doesn't make goes sense. Goes to Texas, I would wear a white Texas shirt. <laughs> I would never own anything burnt orange related. <laughs> Not only that, if my kid goes to Texas, I'm actively rooting against <laughs> my child him. against yeah. OU. Yeah, in the, to lose in the, the game, right. perform well. Perform uh, well and lose. Yeah. yeah, if he's yeah. a corner, you're like, oh, well, well, we have two well interceptions, lose. but they lose. Gracefully yeah. lose. I hope you're yeah. not the reason your team loses yeah. today. <laughs> but if you are, I'm still not going to be super upset about yeah. it. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's tough. It's, it's weird in the emotions. I, I, you'd feel differently about it as a, as a dad and as a player, I think. So I can see how they would, 
would make the flip if they think it's what's best for him. And, and honestly, that's the kind of guy you want who is looking at it like it's a business transaction to say, you know what, you're the right fit, Brent Venables in Oklahoma. You're, you you go got win. the right thing. Let's go win. Let's get, get together. Well, speaking of winning, they've got a different scoring format for this spring game. So it's going to be true offense versus defense rather than a, a full team versus a full team. What do you guys think about that? Scoring well, format is crazy. I don't care about I'm indifferent. I don't care about it's all scoring either. Well, I think it – I kind of like it, and we've done this in years past. I like it from the standpoint of it's a full unit that gets to play together and interchange on offense and defense rather than you've got to split your team up. Like two teams. And you have two teams some that are not very teams. good. <laughs> yeah, that are just not yeah. a very good mixture. Are they mixture. doing like two points for an interception? I don't know. They, they I looked it up yeah. and I couldn't find anything they exactly. Tur- a turnover is seven points. Ah. They're also. I guess that's really the only chance I have to score, other than and a stop. I bet a stop. I a bet defensive a stop touch. A defensive touchdown is twelve. So yeah, let's just you guys want to run through it real quick. Run through it. Yeah. So o- offense. So here's the offensive scoring uh, for the red team. Touchdowns worth six. Field goals worth three. A punt for whatever reason worth two. What? If yeah. you force a punt. No, no. no, no if no. you punt, if you punt, the, if you punt the ball, you get two points. You're guaranteed points on a drive. What? What? Yeah. Two-point conversions. Are, wait, 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 wait. What? You failed to get a first down. Two-point two point conversions. Are you sure? If you The offense, if they punt? Offense. If the defense forces a punt, so the offense will get two points, the defense gets five. So it's a net three. Defense, I'm, I'm out. Why wouldn't it just be three? <laughs> I'm out. Exactly. So they want to give those punters some credit. No, um, no thanks. Two-point conversion worth two, extra point worth one. Turnover on downs is zero. <laughs> Do they get, I mean, no matter a what the punt is. Turnover on downs is zero. A missed field goal is zero, and a turnover is zero. Defensive scoring, defensive touchdown is worth 12 points. A turnover itself is worth seven. Fourth down stop, worth seven. A missed field goal, seven. Punt is five, which the punt is where they messed up. A made field goal, a made field goal. So the defense wait, forces. How, how, wait, wait, a field goal is seven on defense. No, a no, missed no. field goal. A, a missed, oh, a missed field, goal. field goal. If the defense forces a field goal, but the offense makes it, the defense gets four points. A sack is worth three points. Who came up with this shit? A pass breakup is worth two points. A, a missed extra point worth two. Missed two point conversion worth two. So it should be like 65, 63. So no, they did a really like poor job. 60 of, to on defense to like 30 on offense when it's all. I would even say, yeah, it should be 60 40 is what it should be. What? That is ridiculous. It, what what One really bugs me is although how. If you punt, if they you punt eight net, times, they don't that's 60 how, points. Why don't they net them? Why don't why, they net? Why, why would you both get some degree of points on everything that happens? That's like saying a passing touchdown, the defense gets a point. And the and the offense gets six, but on a running touchdown, it's seven and two. Yeah, I keep the scorekeeper on his toes. Yeah, no kidding. Oh my god, there is no chance they no, have a, no they chance get it anywhere close. No. the score the scores are relevant. What I hope for is that we have oh my one god. verse one. What are the old people going to do? They're not going to know what to do. One yeah, versus I'm one. Of those two. That's what I hope. I hope it's one versus ones That's and twos versus twos. That's my understanding. It's going to be I, ones I don't, on ones I don't, and twos on twos. Personally, I don't want to see the number one offense against the backup defense and vice versa. No. Absolutely not. No, definitely so. Completely agree. And, and I would hope and I would bet that you get to see some Jackson Arnold with the ones just so that we can see what it looks like. And, 
get a, a little flavor for it in at the least. Second half, maybe. Uh, something I don't know. Yeah. That yeah. scoring system is horrendous. That scoring system is weird. Oh, it'll be it'll it won't even be worth keeping up with. No. no. Well, yeah, the scores are relevant. Pass breakup worth two points. You just individually watch position groups or players that you want to see. I can perform. understand things like a pass breakup is worth some points. I don't understand how both of the teams can get some points for things like a punt. Or a that missed field goal. The defense or a missed gets field seven goal? points for a missed or, field goal. No, a made field goal. It's a made field goal. Uh, the offense gets three points for a made field goal. The defense gets five points. Yeah, but Because they held him to a field goal? So but if the, offense, goal. if the offense misses a 35-yard field goal, you're going to give the defense seven No, I'm points. sorry. A made field goal for the defense is four points. For the offense, it's... For the offense, it's three, so the defense nets one. But it's missed for the – what is a miss? It's seven points. A missed field goal, goal is zero, and a missed field goal for the defense is seven. So, so if the kicker just shanks it. So if they go all the way down right. the field and score a touchdown for the offense, that's six points, extra points, one, so it's seven, like normal. Yeah. Yep. But then on the next drive down, the offense goes down to the 20-yard line and misses a field goal. It's seven. You're giving seven. the defense it's seven, seven points. Seven. It's seven, seven. <laughs> Do I have to <laughs> go to this so game? Stupid. This is stupid. That is just that is. We're a all going to be sitting there on Twitter, following, oh, following like Eli, who's going to point. Oh, this just happened minus five. This just happened plus three. This just happened minus four. Well, like, I'm going to bring. I know I'm going to bring a notebook, <laughs> and 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 see if they get it I'm right. I'm going to log it. It's going to be no like a baseball game right. when you're sitting there keeping book. And you keep, <laughs> I'm going to keep book just to see how close you can get to what There's actually happens. No yeah. way in hell. This is a bunch of. They got together and they got drunk and they said, "Let's come up with a scoring system." Probably. You know the who coaches did, you know got who did drunk. This shit is. It was Ted Roof and Jeff Levy got wasted one night. <laughs> exactly. Like, no, hey. this is probably what Clemson does, and that's why it's all gone to shit. No, dude, Clemson. Clemson's. Like, we got to hey, find out. This is a Dabo situation. If you this, don't point, if you don't point to heaven after is, every single this play, is Dabo's it's minus thinking five. Everybody well, should win. We got to get to the bottom of this. It doesn't make any sense. That is, I did not realize how screwy it was. Oh, it's outrageous. That <laughs> it is outrageous. That is insane. And for the common man wanting to go watch a football game in April, it's. Horrible. I mean, I've seen all kinds of. Different scoring schemes when we're going to do this. I've never heard anything. You know what they should have done? They should have done XFL rules. That's what they should have done. Different enough to make sense. Here's my worry: if it's not NFL, what are the NFL XF rules? Oh, XFL. I feel like if it was one versus ones and twos versus twos the whole time, you would just keep a traditional scoring format. So I'm afraid that it's going to get wonky. And that's why there is a strange but to, score. But to keep it a traditional but for format, the defense you would have to get, yeah, defense, to get points. Defense to get at all. points. Yeah. They have to get... You'd have to have two different teams. In the past, they, you get, Stoops did this one yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. And it was score, like an yeah. interception was three points. Right. And a uh, sack was a point. A fumble was a point. A break, pass yeah. breakup was a point. Stopping on downs. It's sooner's fantasy. <laughs> yeah, let's let's do better than that. I'm not participating that. if it's yeah. anything like that next year. The idea that we need to award both teams, you punt the ball. And you get two points. That makes no sense. <laughs> yeah. And you say, well, the other team got five. Well, then give them three so and let's be so done. So if fourth and Net. five, you're Net like, it. well, we can take two points for a punt or we can go for it and try to get the first down. Which you get zero. Let's just You'll take go two for points. It. But then the defense gets five points because yeah. they forced a punt. So you might as well go for it. Exactly. Oh, my God. It's yeah, massively counterintuitive. Well, a- actually, they probably should just always go for it because you can work on your punting. No one cares. Are you going to run the punt back? Are they going to actually have – no, they're not going to punt the ball to a guy who can run it back. No, Ted Roos is going to – No, he's gonna, that's he's stupid. Gonna, he's going to message down and say, hey, man, I, I need a couple points. Ted Roos not doing anything. This is all Brent. On they should – What are you talking about? Yeah, no, they should never punt the ball. Ted's not even involved. In, in fact, they should almost going to be wasted in the press box. There should be no field goals. Go for it on fourth down every time. No one's coming to see you kick a field goal. 
Line up at halftime and kick field goals or punt. No one cares. That's what they should do. They should Just do, go for it every time. They should do a field goal punting competition at halftime to get the kickers involved. Yeah. And, and that's the only the, time the kickers play, are out yeah, there. Don't let them play Because yeah. you, you want them to kick under pressure. There is pressure of What's the fans. What's the pressure? There's pressure with fans. Oh, you give them points during halftime. Yeah. Yeah, go put your fours yeah. out there. Go put your fours out there on the line to, to be under pressure. You don't need – yeah, that's, a, that's actually a great idea. Yeah. Kicking and punting during halftime to score for to the score teams. Yeah. 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 yeah, and you make a red team and a white team, and you do – the coaches you even are it out as much as possible. The, the yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. The kickers and punters are just out there oh, that's doing a, a point That's system. great. That's awesome. The punter awesome. tries we to be... drop it into a bucket on the five-yard line or so whatever. So we should put all these ideas on the paper, and we're going to send it in and say, Brent, I'm sorry, yeah. this is This is what you need to do, buddy. What you did. God, this postgame is going to be a disaster. <laughs> we should There's all, no way to keep up with the score. No, we should all keep book and compare notes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're all like 30 points what off. What score did you have? Yeah. I had nine pass breakups. on, no, dude, that were five. <laughs> well, so so instead of this, I guess there is some chatter about the idea that you would actually have like a, a team-on-team scrimmage Yeah, yeah. with this a was, true uh, opponent. It was the dude from um, Ole Miss? No. Kiffin? No, it wasn't Kiffin. It wasn't Kiffin? It's the dude uh, that used to be the old Miss coach, Hugh Freeze. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Hugh Freeze said, he's at Auburn now, is that right? Yeah. He said, I don't know why we're scrimmaging any, our own players in these spring games. Yeah. What you should do is bring in, who who did he mention? It was two other Alabama schools. He's like, Bama, UAB and Bama should Troy. play UAB and we'll play Troy in a inter, intercessions, whatever, inter-squad scrimmage. Hmm. Much like the NFL does, you know, if you watch hard in preseason, yeah, when you watch Hard Knocks, right, they, they spend a in, week together. They spend a week together and they play like two games essentially over like a five day period, and it's like the Vikings versus the Colts or something. I don't see how it would be productive <clears throat> to have and Alabama the, the, playing Troy. The, the players, the <clears throat> or quarterbacks, UAB. still wear their off shoulder sure. jerseys, sure. so you can't hit the quarterback. But then everything else is live. I don't. I don't. I. I think conceptually makes sense i think from a realistic standpoint of players and player safety and what i want my team to be because because injuries in college are so different than injuries in the nfl yeah you cannot afford to be running ones v one v ones in an entire week in my opinion, because those kids are... Well, it wouldn't be a week. It would just be this game. Okay, okay but, even, but against... The, like, this weekend, we're playing North Texas. Yeah, but... but well, you, he'd be the But problem. you have a lot more incentive yeah. to go play your butt off yeah. and try to do things that you wouldn't normally do in a... Right. Cor- and there'd be all control, kinds of strategy... controlled environment. Versus, I'm going to try to test to things out to things. see... I'm going to work on things. Versus, I'm trying to game plan. And now, all of a sudden, we're not game if, planning. Not if, not if both... Coaching staff, but they wouldn't the same be the, But they wouldn't probably be on the same page. They're, but they're, they're, yeah, there's a OU, would. OU and Alabama would, would be on the same page, but Alabama and UAB wouldn't be. OU and North Texas wouldn't be. North Texas would be. We're going to do everything yeah. we can. We have nothing that to lose. Do but but you're playing those games in September anyway, so you're just adding an extra off-season version. And it's in the spring, no, but, so the but injuries are totally different thing. The injuries aren't as impactful because no, it's I, happening in April and not in. It's September. still you, you. You have guys that go down on Saturday. You're going to be pretty concerned about if they're going to be able to yeah, start. But, but that, on, can happen, in that can happen. That can happen in squad. Yeah, it's going to happen a lot more if it's in a live game situation with that type of behavior. I mean, I think I mean, those guys are going to have to play. So here's part of the problem: a running back and tears no. ACL. No, you know, here's part of the problem: I mean, Are you going to put Jackson Arnold in? Period. 
Yes, no. because the quarterbacks are wearing the blue. Well, okay. Yeah. Are you going to put the equivalent? That's what they do of, in the NFL. The quarterbacks right. are wearing right. the off-color jersey. Set aside the quarterback. Are you going to put in uh, a, a running back, a Salchuk, Salchuk that you're worried it, about? Salchuk plays this weekend if we play North Texas. Derek, yeah. Derek Henry for the Tennessee Titans is playing against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers starting defensive line, and they tackling. And he I, probably shouldn't. And he, and he probably doesn't play very many downs in the preseason. Those guys well, no, don't. But half, the, half the time our stars aren't playing past the – Middle of the second quarter or whatever they're calling this. Not yeah, I bet you'd play him even less. Or if you have a young guy who you're worried about, like a Jackson Arnold but not at quarterback, you're not going to play him because you're like, I'm not going to throw that guy out there in the, into this environment. What am I going to learn from that versus he's going to get teed off on by some guy no one's ever heard his name and no one will ever hear his name from North Texas who is going to say, yeah, you know well, what, I injured that. Then we can't play him against Tulsa. Then we can't play him against SMU this but, year. But, and guess what? If, if something happens where some, let's just say Jackson Arnold is in there with his blue jersey or not, but with his blue jersey, and someone from North Texas, a uh, uh, freshman who's never going to get in the game this year, yeah. like Steve said, wants to go and make a statement or just lose I don't think anybody would. But, lose yeah, but, that, but what if he does? What but if he to does? his point, that's, that can happen the first game of the season. But not it, in the same respect because that's a because real game. Because it's a competitive game. This means nothing. This means nothing. That first game of the season doesn't mean anything either. It but, does if you lose. But there's no way the player... So you're telling me if you... Until comes to town. Not everybody's on the same page on that deal. <laughs> so if you not tear your ACL in a scrimmage in April versus if you tear your ACL September 1st against... UAB, there's some difference there. Yeah, there yes, is a difference. because because if my ACL in September, my ACL tear in September leads to us having to scramble and actually competitively compete, or maybe even lose that game. Look at Sam Bradford against BYU, like that kind of crap. Let's go say we scrimmage BYU. Sam Bradford hurts his shoulder. We all say it's no big deal. You we, can't not play games worried about injuries. You can, but you, you can play spring you, games without having to worry about. No, you can't. These guys are going to be each other on Saturday. Yeah, you think people are going to get hit Saturday? Not, not the same way, and not, not on the, the same, same way. way. Not the same way. They're, 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 their coaches have turned their You don't think a corner that wants that job so, is going to smack the shit out of Sawchuk exactly on the corner? Exactly what's going to happen. No, though. I'm talking about oh, you guy. But that's going to, ha- and that's why Sawchuk's not going to see many plays. And so OU doesn't want to put a product on the field but that player, gets beat by North Texas in a spring game. You don't have enough players to not to, to do that with all your positions all over the and field. And here was Hugh Freeze's point in this whole situation to slow down the argument. is He's risking his offensive guy and his defensive guy at the same time hitting each other where you have Woody Washington comes up to hit yeah. Jaden Gibson and they both get hurt. Well, let me put it Whereas this if way. they were playing North Texas, there's only a reason. One, there's only a chance of one of your guys getting hurt and not two of your guys. There's getting a hurt. reason Hugh Freeze and Auburn wants to do this shit. And Alabama says no way in hell are we doing this. I don't think this is the this first this time shit. this has ever been brought up. No. Well, it's just the first time it's made the news. Well, I'm I'm well, I'm saying still it's always going to be those kind of guys and those kind of programs that are going to say, "Yeah, let's do this." They got less to lose and more to gain. Auburn's not Oklahoma What's your has more to the two against one of the two possibilities of an injury with with a head-on collision as opposed to only one of your guys in the North Texas guy. Yeah, all of that can happen, but you control It's more control. You control exactly. everything that's going it's on. More there. You do not control your corner an OU corner Saturday tackling oh, yeah, an you OU do. runner. You, you yeah, you do. Because he because knows he's he, got to face Brent Venables for the rest of his college career his if he did something. The they are yeah. not telling their players to not go make full speed tackles Saturday. They're telling them, I guarantee you, they know and they expect their players behave differently when the guy on the other side 
is not one a member of his team. Well, then just scrap the game. What about the video of Desan McCullough blowing up that, that play yeah. the other day? You think he laid off of him? No, I no, think that's what they want. I think they want. Because that's what they no, want. No, I think they want physicality, but they want a limit. I think they want to have both worlds. And, they, and to a degree, they think they can get it, and it, at the very least, they can control the environment. And if Deshaun, if Deshaun sure McCullough concusses Gavin Sawchuk on that play, it's a much, much different story. It's a, no, every, it's not. Every yes, trainer in the is. world will 100% tell you, is. you will get more injured going half speed exactly. than going full speed. Exactly. Well, I'm not telling anybody go half speed. That's, well, how can you tackle? No, I'm not. No, I'm saying you play different. I'm saying you play different in those type of situations. You say, hey, we expect you to go, we expect you to give full effort, but do not go and put yourself or someone else at risk by being just look at the depth. And you don't, everything you don't, look, at the depth. Be, look at the you depth. don't think the North Texas coach that Venables and say it's Seth Latrell there still. You don't think Venables and Seth Latrell get together for the game and they both say, hey guys, we're playing a full game. They can say whatever but they don't want. Don't be trying to hurt the other team. They can say whatever just, they want. They're, they're wearing college it kids. Doesn't that matter. other team it is wearing matter. a different color, and I want to go and do yeah. damage on well, the other this team. This weekend so we got guys me? wearing red and guys wearing white. And here and here's the difference. North Texas depth is a third is a is two thirds of OU's depth. And so they're gonna play players the whole time, and Brent's gonna be looking across the field saying, All right, uh, in that environment, Seth, if he was still there. You need to get those guys off the field. We need to face your twos. And he's going to go like, to hell. Oh, I want to work on them. We're, we're right. working on our guys. All right, Connor. You and I, we're both, we're both trying to win this corner, this corner position uh-huh. for Saturday. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. You go on the field. Running back comes around the corner. You get pretty close to him. Maybe could have tackled him, but you didn't really give it your all. You no, come I'm off the field. I don't you you come off all. the field. I get on the field. I come up, and I blow up the running back. You don't think you're thinking to yourself, I should have blown. I should have blown up the running back. Maybe this kid's going to get ahead of me. Uh, no, I, I see both sides of it, I but get, I'm saying I, it's I not an astronomical argument I get to say saying. that this could be a thing. I, yeah, that, that's the, fair. The There's, NFL's been doing it for 20 years. It's not a black and of white of doing thing. an inter-team scrimmage, and their injuries are not horrific. It doesn't. But we all don't watch that football because we know it's not the same and game. And you also have, and a, they don't play everybody. They don't play the starters. Tom Brady does not come out in a preseason game. And play no, this, at this all. Is, this is during this is during camp. But you also you also have these you also have yeah, these this NFL. Is not, this isn't this the isn't preseason. preseason. This is during camp. This is in camp, like before they start Every playing NFL those exhibition games in August. This would be a this pre- is literally at practice. Like yes, like they're going. You know they do their offsite. Like uh, Dallas goes to Oxnard, California, or whatever. Well, Dallas is going to play the Raiders in On that, camp this week. Yeah. It's and then not, they play, but then they play a game. They are equally. Then they play a game out every time. Most they are, of the time, yeah, they, they do. are fairly equally yeah, balanced teams. And so that's where I was saying that OU and Alabama could come together and potentially pull this together. North Texas and Oklahoma have no business being on the field together trying to do that, because those are two completely different teams. There is zero chance that teams. those two teams would ever face each you other. You have a lot of a, argument within the NFL, even amongst players, who are saying we do not need preseason games. You have a lot of people saying that. And I don't. I mean, I I agree with you guys. I tr- like the, I see the argument. The players say that, well. but the coaches don't. The coaches have to have that because they have to cut that roster from eighty to fifty three. Right. Exactly. And we're not trying to cut a roster at all. If anything, it's just a couple of players. We are because we in. just talked about getting rid of guys that aren't going to make it and not bringing other cut, guys in. Not to cut it the same way. We're a not de- trying to get a depth in yeah. one. A depth between one and two in the NFL is not a lot of the time not nearly as significant as one and two in college. And they're not trying to just cut. They're trying to cut to replace in at OU. In the NFL, they're just trying to cut because they got to get it down to a certain level. I agree. I think from we a fan, uh, from a fan's perspective, 
if I saw Oklahoma even versus uh, a North Texas, or let's step it up maybe a level and go SMU, an Oklahoma versus an SMU in the, a preseason game, exhibition game, is a lot more exciting from our standpoint, right? I think from overall risk and benefit to risk, I think there's a lot more risk there than what we're going to go watch. A I lot think as a risk. coaching staff, you, I think you get a better view of what you got, too. I would bet there's no coach that at a program like Oklahoma who would have it entertain this for a quarter of a second for every good reason. They'd say there's nothing to gain out of that. There's everything to lose. So you guys want to see it, Lucas J? I'd have no problem with I don't, it. Yeah. I don't think it's a bad idea. Yeah. I don't I, think it's the best I idea mean, in the world. Don't, if we don't, but do I don't it, think whatever. it's a bad idea. Right. I think I think it would be interesting to see for. I think you you trial it. What I, about what about if? I think it'd be what a about very when, bad idea. What think, about when we move to the SEC? If all the SEC just does an interconference. Well, there's still a, a Vanderbilt versus. Everyone somebody. wants to play Vanderbilt. Yeah. Or maybe Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt wants to play everybody. Yeah. But I mean, I don't also know. they have high school does this too. When you when you're in high school, Westmore's playing Carl Albert in a preseason pra- scrimmage. It's even worse at high school though. Because I, I and I've seen I've witnessed this live where the, the high school I went to scrimmage at Southmore scrimmages a Yukon or uh, actually I think it was Choctaw at the time and one of our players completely annihilates one of their starting guys. It's a lot worse at high school to, to let's even go to the extreme at a, at the quarterback level. <laughs> some of these some of these high schools have one guy who can throw a football. Effectively down the, the field, quarterbacks are wearing other colored jerseys. So okay, that's not a factor. It, no, it's still a factor. Okay. Running back that doesn't make him that doesn't make it impossible to hit them. But in even one guy who can run the football, one effective running back, you have a star running back, a once in a generation running back that's going to be coming through your high school. One hit and it's it's game over. And I know that can happen in a regular spring game. I do think the extent that you can control it as an inner squad is much much more. Than what you can control. As much as you want to say, you get two coaches together before the fact who say, hey, this is kind of what my game plan is. Here's what yours is. Here's when I'm going to take my guys out. Here's when you're going to take yours out. At the end of the day, competitive competitiveness wins. And it doesn't just win at the coaching level. It wins on the field as well. And if I'm a freshman who possibly at North Texas is battling for that job as a corner who wants to go blow someone up, I don't give a Damn who you are at OU. You could be Gavin Sawchuk. You could be Marcus Major. You could be any one of these guys. Be Adrian who, Peterson. You could be Adrian Peterson. Dude, I don't care. If I have a shot at you and that shot happens to be at the right side of your knee, I'm going to take it. And I don't think that happens in controlled environments nearly as much. Well, I don't think it happens in respect to, and it's your example, Jay, if you have if you're going up against the guy that is on your team versus a guy that's on an opposing team, the worst that can happen is you get blamed and they say, yeah, that wasn't great. You shouldn't have hit him that way if it's the opposing team. If it's a guy on your team, that you're going to have to live with that, and that's going to be a problem for you, and you know it. You're going to take the cleaner hit. And not just that. It's about who's going to get to play and how often they're going to get to play. North Texas or SMU or Oklahoma State only has so much depth. So they're going to play ones probably the whole time. And you're going to be trying to get into your number twos, and all of a sudden, it's not but your you, number ones that are going to get hurt. It's your number twos that are going to get hit. I don't think you're going to coordinate it. They're going to say, yeah, we, 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 we got to play. I think OU brings their twos out. North Texas brings their twos yeah, out. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. No, I think OU's number can... twos against North Texas twos would be like me against small children in fifth grade. Tell that to Tulane it would, or Army. That wasn't their twos. 
That was their ones. Their twos wouldn't have a chance. Our twos don't have a ch- Our ones suck, much less our twos. Okay. All but right. see, now you're... Well, then, yeah. <laughs> then Alabama. Into, now you're just getting team. into what you feel about the team. So, I don't know. It's it's an interesting concept. I think it'll be... I, I do think I you'll see probably see... My team. argument is they're not they're not going to play patty cake. And, but, I mean, at the same time, there's there's no... Is there any NCAA regulation preventing teams from doing this? No clue. So, I mean, if there's not... I mean, you may see teams start to do it. I do, I do not think you will see bigger programs do it. I really don't. Yeah. I do not think... Anyone who is a Nick Saban of the world or a Kirby Smart or a Dabo Sweeney or a Brent Venables sees any sort of inherent value there to say, I'm going to go risk this. Here was another, on a, on here was another downside. Here was another downside that some people were worried about. Um, what if you have a North Texas player that somehow was under the radar, comes out, <laughs> plays against OU, tears it yeah. up. And all of a sudden, you've got people going, oh. You mean Jeffrey well, this, Johnson? This North Texas kid can really play. And Tulane that played a season and dominated That's us, and then we bring him in. That's an Let's not forget, risk. let's just a uh, quick reminder of the audience. Tulane did beat USC in the uh, Sugar Bowl? No? Uh, Cotton Bowl. Cotton Bowl. Yeah, I just wanted to throw that out there. That's a good point. That's that's interesting. Well, that's that a was fun a, argument. That's that was a good fun, argument. That was fun. Yeah, we'll, we'll uh, it's a good it's a good one to. It's interesting. I don't know. It's, well, what like I said, it's it's crazy that it happens at the high school level and it happens at the pro level, but it doesn't happen at the college level. And it seems like it could, even if it's not a scrimmage, like in front of the fans, it, it could just be a week long practice together. Yeah, it could yeah. be week long practice together that they determine. It's like oh. It's it's first and ten from the thirty, and then oh we're now we're going to work goal line situations because that's what they do in the NFL. But I, and when I, they bring those teams but in. in the NFL, like, I think you. The I NFL's a more refined product. At the at the college level, I think Brent's thinking, and those kind of coaches are thinking. You know, I I got a lot to work on, in, including building blocks. I don't have but time to refine the game. When the OU defense and try to figure this is going stuff against out. the OU offense every time in camp, they know what by formation. They're like, well, yeah. this I can tell this is going to be a dump off to the tight end more than likely. True. So our linebackers are sitting down waiting for that tight end to come across and get the ball and tackle them. True. When I you're playing North Texas, it's a full-on. And I don't know how they handle that. You I can, don't know you get if the they practice ever, bringing in and I, installing a game plan for a. I don't know if team. they if they count on these players. I don't mean to be derogatory, but they're young kids. They're brand new to it, being too naive, stupid, whatever you want to say, to not know what's coming. Yeah. Or if they have to change it up, because I, I agree, it seems like they should eventually, especially if you're a really good player, experienced in the system. Now, you're not in this same system, but fast forward for four years, and you've been in Brent Venable's system and everything for four years plus, and you're like, oh, yeah, I know exactly. Right? Jeff Levy's offense, I know exactly yeah. what this is. It's like when I'm in the I end zone watching Lincoln Riley, to, I can tell you what he's going to exactly. call. Exactly. I, I wonder if they have to switch that up or what they have to do. Or if it's just different enough, it's like... Well, I think that's why you hope your defense I don't know. is, quote, ahead of your offense at this time of the year. Right, yeah, that's a good Well, point. I think what you have to worry about, and maybe the last thing on my part, is nowadays with NFL and these practices, these, these shared practices that you see throughout the week, a lot of it just becomes an ego fest of and people thriving on that one trigger moment where you get the entire team to say... I'm OU or I'm North Te- Texas, mm-hmm. and you see this this brawl or whatever else. You see that happen in the NFL with people who have been in these controlled environments for four years or, or five years, whatever, or a couple of years in college. 
how are you supposed to control these 18, 19, 20 year old kids from not losing their crap and doing the same thing? Because A, it's what they see on social media and B, it's just because it's, it's what's getting the most, it's what's getting the most hits. It's what's getting the most attention. Like, I don't know, you get a lot of egos involved of these kids who don't know how to handle that. We see it with adults. We saw Aaron Donald swinging helmets at people last year. You get. Set. I mean, if it's been going on in high schools for fifty years of them doing these inter inter team scrimmages, but those you are don't very hear about these massive. Those are controlled in a different way. Uh, I think the kids feel like sixteen-year-olds are way the more. Have, the kids have way more to lose in high school, though, in my opinion, than what than maybe what they perceive in college, or less to gain, or less to gain. You have you have a bunch of kids who have been recruited, highly recruited, who have maybe even hell that kid who wants to go from North Texas, Texas to Oklahoma. To OU, he's going to say, "I'm going to." There's Brent Venables. I want to impress him. Yeah. Like, remember when I hurt your your running back? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's, oh, it's, you mean like Reggie Pearson knocks out <laughs> Dylan Gabriel and now he's on our team? You mean like that? <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> well, we don't talk about that. But. <laughs> I, I anyway, defeat, that defeats my well, Let's move on. That's yeah. very good. So let's talk about what, what else should we be watching for in, in what will be the actual spring game of OU against OU. What, what are you guys looking for? Are you looking for the defense to be ahead of the offense? Is that what we'd like to see? Um Jay, you had some good input, input on this the other day, kind of just where we might see some thin depth. Um, I think you said at running back and an offensive Yeah, line. running back will be interesting because uh, with Barnes out and Major. Sawchuck on the side. Major out. I don't know how much how many carries Sawchuck's going to get. I mean, you have to give him some. He's got to get 15 carries. So maybe think. a quarter. Yeah. And then. Um, Hicks? The young guy Hicks, yeah. I don't know. Um, Smothers has been. He's got a, a little bit of a hamstring or something. He's got a club on his arm. Um, I don't know. I don't know how much you're going to see. That, the, and, and that kind of limits your play calling and limits some of the things you'd like to do. Um, it's kind of interesting from a Jeff Lebby standpoint of understanding exactly if, if he's going to be able to explore a lot of stuff and see what these guys can do in front of the fans. And I, I do think there's value in front of the fans. I think you want to to get in an environment that's game-like from that standpoint. And you, you want to get guys experienced to a degree with seeing that, especially the, the, the guys that just came in as, as true freshmen and I early enrollees. I, I, bet, I bet the leading, the leading ball carrier is Tawi Walker. Yeah, which mm-hmm. I think he may have been our leading ball carrier. Yeah, in <laughs> second, second might be Hicks. You know? I'd like so, to see Dylan Gabriel be able to throw over the middle of the field. That'd be nice to see. Yeah. That'd be a good look. Yeah, I'm so, excited absolutely. to see the uh, the tight ends, the the tight end group. I mean, no, I don't think there's much there. I think it's just one. It's just Stogner. You don't think Llewellyn or I don't know. I don't think they're going to suit up, huh? No, really. Mm. Well, I would like to see crisp crispness out of Gabriel. What's the um, one? Is it Helms? Is he a tight end? Yeah. I think he might play. Whether he's wh- whoever he's looking for, be it a tight end or somebody. Yeah, I'd like to see him be able to hit passes over the middle i like to see just a crispness like he knows really a control and a mastery of the offense see this, that he really feels like you you get the impression that he really has a good feel for what's going on in the game and, and that's something that obviously was hit and miss last year the dynamic of the spring game is always funny because if if <laughs> dylan gabriel comes out and and just tears it up like no. you're talking about the defense christmas sucks. the deep yeah, yeah oh defense is horrible what are we gonna do yeah. it depends offense can't move looks. the ball at all uh, Do they awesome. suck? Is it <laughs> it depends awesome? how it looks. You, you want to see like, 
while when when the defense was in position, they made their their play, made their tackle, and all that. But you'd like to see like, wow, yeah, that's pretty tough against air, and he did it. You'd like to see he really read that situation and he put the ball where it needed to be. What you don't want to see is him have him throw a ball like Manning did against at Texas over and over and over again. Where I mean, there were guys I could have hit some of those passes, and there's I mean, some I didn't you know, know what? what he was doing in some of those clips. Like, how how do you feel if uh, you know? Bothroyd is in the backfield all day. Has four sacks. Or or PJ. If right? he makes great line moves, suck. if he makes good, really great moves, and you feel like he's just dominant, it, I don't know. It's subtle, and you can see what you want to see out of that. But I think that you can look at it, and it could be a thing that you're okay with, or it could be a thing where you say, "Wow, we got problems on offense." I mean, I line. think at best you want all those positions to. To pretty much come down to a 50-50 game. Yeah. Like, oh, Jaden Gibson Ideally. went up and made two really good catches, and then on two other plays, he the defender yeah, it knocked right it out of his hands. It, it, was it was a perfect ball, and he was just right there. I, or, I mean, if yeah. it's true 1v1, I'll, uh, I'll be interested to see that initial defensive unit that we roll out uh, across the board. I mean, interior line, I'm really interested to see. Laulu uh, apparently has been doing pretty well in t- inside. Um, I'm really interested to see who we roll out on the edges, um, whether it's a Downs or a Ford or, mm-hmm. or someone like that, or a McCullough, who apparently has been just, I mean, we saw the video. He is at the edge, right? He, or is he no, he's, he's, he's inside, He's right? a cheetah. Oh, oh, that's right. So he blew that he blew that play up. From, well, I think he moves around. Was he, okay. um, that was like, that was, that, that was a that goal was like line a situation. Yeah, okay. he was like yeah, a, yeah. Like kind yeah. of like a standing yeah. up yeah. type of guy, so... Um, and again, was that play the Dan Cody? Did someone not block him? Assignment. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, yeah. it was like clown. It was like Jadavian Clown yeah. against the, Michigan. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. What it was. Yeah. So, yeah. Guy um, missed the block. He just ran he just right through and just destroyed. Him. And I'm, I'm excited to see what we roll out in the safety and the linebackers. I mean, our it is inter- Our our linebacker core is pretty. It's pretty interesting to be honest. Mm-hmm. I mean, whether it be Stutzman or Canick or, I mean, you have someone who's been in the system for a year in Kobe McKenzie. Um, who I haven't heard a thing about. So, I mean, and you got some some Kobe? guys in there. Yeah. I th- I, oh, they've been I think Kobe's have they? Yeah. a chance to to play. If He's we, 50-50 well, with him and Canick. I mean, he, he might win the job. Linebacker, if we had a 4-3 setup, I think it's Canick, McKenzie, and Stutzman. Mm-hmm. But okay. we don't because this defense is not set up correctly. But that's another <laughs> story. Fair enough. So, no, I, I think that initial uh, unit on defense will be interesting. I think. Defensively, you probably want to see no busts. Yeah. And, you know, how do you fly to the ball? How do you um, – You want – if you the s- offense has success, you want it to be success they had to really work for. And a good tackle, gang tackle on the point of the ball. I think the ideal – not too hard. Yeah, not too hard. I think exactly. the ideal – Siri or down would be you've got Gabriel he has to look to his second or third read and that read is still something he has to tightly get in there and the guy gets tackled as he's getting rushed as he's getting rushed yes exactly and Some, so someone, under, someone in his face coming off under his, pressure he has to roll just a little bit under pressure yep. he's finding his second or third guy yep. so the guy didn't come free and he wasn't able just to sit back there and and act like he was playing against air and yet he was able to look to the second or third read, he find that guy. He throws Stoops over the middle for it, eight yard gain. There you go. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie, I, I'm I'm really nervous about Gabriel still. 
I, I don't have there's nothing nothing there from last season there's n- and there's no we not, have Nebraska there's not a lot of confidence he looked he it's looked interesting. good we during were, the Florida State game we were not he did. He we did. were we were a good offense in the this the Grand realm of college of football yeah yeah but for us it was just not where it needed to be well, but in general, for, we were we were a really good offense. But for championship content, for championship contention, you're not there. No. Yeah. And we it, were better than a six and seven team on offense. Yes. Right. We, we were better. We were than, like an eight and four team on offense. I, I would say like. we were better offense, than a six yeah. and seven team on defense and offense. We just couldn't put it together at when the same mattered. time when yeah. it mattered. And didn't manage a clock. And didn't manage a clock. <laughs> uh, I, I think if you improve Damn, those we should things, have a, we should have a coaching it would be for there. clock management. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> have a what coaching, coaching challenge. challenge for clock yeah. management? Yeah, I'd have some something in the scoring system for that. Yeah. Well, let's talk just briefly about what we think. We talked about the attendance and what we think it might be. Um, my frustration and my concern. I'm a supporter of the university. I'm a supporter of these guys. I really like Josie, but I'll have to say I'm. I have a lot of problems and doubts with his administration and how they handle this as a as a business, and it is a business. I tried to log in for two straight weeks to take advantage of their season ticket holder, buy your tickets for $10, and their website never worked. And the first day it worked was this week, and it was on Tuesday. And so I log in for the first time I'm able to work in. The Tuesday Tuesday before before the spring spring game. game. So I, I log in to finally try and buy my tickets, which we have to buy exactly tickets row and seat we have to buy specific seat numbers which we started to talk about this my pro and con to that is i do understand the desire for organization but at the same time there's something kind of cool about historically you show up at the spring game and you just find a seat and you intermingle and you sit where you want to sit and when there's 40,000 people trying to sit fit into a 75 80,000 seat stadium it's not a problem if, if it's 75,000, yeah, we, we might have problems. And so you probably need to need assigned seats. Now, last year they screwed up, and it wasn't assigned. It wasn't even assigned seats last year. It wasn't assigned at all. And they ended up opening the gates and not even doing the, the ticket scan because people were waiting in line to get in yeah. at during kickoff. The fir- yep, during the first quarter. So but was it a problem? Was seating a problem last year? It, no, I don't think it was a was, problem. Was anybody fighting? Like, I, don't, I want this As far seat. as I know, they weren't. Yeah, I didn't see it. I, I didn't see it. I don't know. We were we were but pretty we were pretty we were there we were there early early and we were kind of removed. I do remember I do remember going down at one point to uh, to the concession or the bathroom or something. The stadium was packed. I mean, if if someone wanted a seat and and didn't get it, it was it was because there were a lot of other people there. To, so yeah, even to, even up to our seats in the in the really high end zone seats that nobody that wants, not the really best seat not, not a lot of people want. Um, we did get pretty full up to yeah, that point. Yeah, but you weren't paying a hundred dollars a ticket. Like you can only be so upset with your seats for ten dollars. I don't think it's upset. It's, it's just about just I'm trying to find there. where to be. Yeah, you know, I've got five people with me, and I'm trying to find where to be. And you got somebody who's, you know, the, the good thing about assigned seating is this is my seat, and you can move someone who's kind of doing a little of a five people over seven seats. You can say, hey, this is my seat. You need to scoot down and, and get into your position. So I understand their point of view of putting it out there as assigned seats. The problem is you need to execute on that real well, and they didn't. So I am finally able to log in, and I go to make my ticket purchase, and it's $15 a seat. 
that's not the advertised seat. So I call up. I call the guy. I wait on. I wait on hold for 15 minutes, and he picks up the phone. Very nice, a young guy. He's probably a student who works there, and he sounded exasperated. And I said, "I bet you're having a hard day." And he said, "Yeah." He goes, "It would have been. It wouldn't have been quite as hard if they wouldn't have opened the season tickets for students today." And so in their planning, they made. And I didn't realize this because he said if they wouldn't have opened student seating, I thought, well, that's interesting, student seating, because my daughter, a student, already got her season, already got her spring game <laughs> ticket week, uh, two weeks ago. Well, no, they opened season tickets for students on Tuesday before the spring game, the same day that they finally got the website to work. So he'd been inundated with people trying to buy tickets. I said, all right, I want to try to buy tickets. I said, I'm going to try to buy seven. I only got four. I said, not a problem. I can get you there. I said, I'm on the website. I, I, I think these seats are open. He got me those seats. He was very, very helpful, very nice. But they, this is their premier event. This is their showcase in the spring for the football season. And they are completely, to use a, uh, a little bit of a metaphor, a pun, they're fumbling. This is a mistake. This is giving people a really bad impression of OU football. This is giving people another reason to decide, I don't want to be a season ticket holder. I don't want to come to, to OU games. I can watch it at home. This is fine for me. And to me, it really bugs me that they aren't thinking about the customer, that they aren't putting out a product from, from soup to nuts that really works well and gives a great experience to people. It is, a, it is one more reason for someone to say, you know what, that was a lot of hassle and a lot of trouble. It, it's, it's an opportunity. They're gonna, I think they're going to celebrate the women's gymnastics team at, in this game for winning the national championship. They're going to... Uh, celebrate Kyler Murray. There's a reason you want as many OU fans there as you can. You want a good experience. You don't want them to come there and say, you know what, that was a pain in the ass, and that was just a spring game. I'm not going to go and go through that hassle and go down there for a game. And they keep, I think, taking fans for granted and not doing what they should be doing to have a good experience and make it a good atmosphere for people who are the customers who they need to be. And I, I mentioned this to Connor earlier. You're going to get some bump for going to the SEC. You get that bump once. You get one shot at that, and that's it. Well, that's what I was about to say. Is you, you, exactly that is you have one chance to cash to literally cash in on this move, and you you have a very very small window to capitalize on what should be what should be a monumental advantage to your program from an on the field. A, an in-person experience and the year leading up to it like you just said is you, you are fumbling an opportunity so it's, it's frustrating to me it's it I want them I want them to do well I want them to succeed at everything they do I went to one gymnastics meet this year I, I root for them just in spirit um, I, I followed the fact that they were in and I, I kind of take it for granted that they're going to be competitive and and maybe and hopefully probably win the national title and in fact they did shout out shout out trout one met her mom at the airport so there you go there you and go. you know and you look at all of the sports i want them to do better because i want them to have success and i want it to be a good product and i want it to be something that is a, a great experience and all of it builds upon itself and this right here this is the cash cow you can't you can't mess this up and they keep just trying to, like, just look a gift horse in the mouth to just completely, you know, repeat metaphors here. But they are not taking it serious, it seems like, about how do we do a good job 
of of putting a good experience and let's just take a bet who wants to take the over under on will concessions be well run on saturday no, I, no, no chance. chance. No chance. There's no chance. And but I don't get some concessions at all your games. So and that's awful. That's awful. And you should, or you should. And I'm not saying you should, but you, but should, you, be should, be, you should be encouraged. You should be encouraged. To. encouraged to. You should like one of the reasons you should have to do it or not do it shouldn't be. Well, I'm not going to do it because it's a pain in the butt, <laughs> and it's bad. You know, it's it's a bad value for the money, and I have to wait and like. It should be like, well, it it's just not for me. I'm going to save the money, not. You know what? No, there's no chance I'm even going to bother with that. I'm going to plan around it. That's bad. That's really bad if that's what's happening. Yeah, the fact that OU has not given you that incentive to go experience something like a concession or something good in the concession area or in the extra fan experience area, it speaks loudly, right? I mean, to your point, Lucas, you sit you sit in in your realm <laughs> in great seats. You have a you have a back you have everything that you need for what you want. What you don't have is convenience. And then you don't have, when you, when you do choose to participate in concessions or anything extra outside of the football game, you don't have quality. And that, those two things by themselves are massive, massive knocks against what this administration has done. In the, and they've done some awesome, awesome things. But well, if you're in the South End Zone... You're hooked up because it's super nice over there. Exactly. But, All right. And then even the bottom of the east side is nice. We know the the walkways way bigger underneath the stadium on that side. That can there's more concessions and stuff like that. But if you're on the north or the west, yeah, I mean, yeah, you have you have about a twenty five percent well functioning stadium. Yeah. Think about this. Think how many between the two of us or the three of us and and Jay. So you in there too, but how many hacks we have to to have a good experience hacks on where to get in line which entrances to pick um which where to and when and how to get a concession when to go to the bathroom bathroom. none of that should have to happen we shouldn't have to hack our way through it it should just be something that just like i go to a, a a good venue it should just be yeah those things are just absolutely the standard. Well, and what sucks is it, cre- it creates bitterness within the, within the stadium. And an example there is within our section that Steve and I sit in. To get up and move around or to, to get up and go experience a convenience or even something as simple as going to the bathroom. Walking past those people, you would think that a lot of them are having to forfeit X amount of dollars to move out of their way for you to pass them. And it's because of the. It's just because of the way OU has it set up. I don't know. It's just. Yeah, it's, it's, I don't know. It's did, when you went poor. to Tennessee, did you use the restroom? I. That was that was a travesty. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I've never experienced a they worse had, they, sporting they, event. They, they did have one functioning restroom, restroom on the really? on the upper deck of the entire state. It, it was. Hor- it was wow. the size of a <laughs> on cue bathroom. <laughs> No lie. No, in legit. an on cue bathroom. <laughs> and they had they had two a hundred thousand. They had two, they people. Had two fu- that for for fifty plus thousand people. They had two functioning bathrooms. It was that in was the, the worst I've ever seen. That's like Ohio that's like State a was a little Bowl better. Fair Park. Ohio State was better than Tennessee. It was probably a little better than OU. But of, of the all the stadiums I've been to, now granted, some of them were like, you know, the old Baylor Stadium. There's only. 30,000 people in a 55,000 seat place. So 
it's easy there, you know, cotton ball, we all, everyone was, but, knows but to that, but to the cotton bowl's point, to see to that point, the cotton bowl has actually tried yeah. to do things to make things better. Yeah. I loved Kansas State setup. Kansas I've State. loved, I've loved Kansas most. State's I, good. Baylor's, Baylor's good. Great. Baylor's new. I thought Kansas yeah. State was phenomenal. Baylor's they've got great. A, they've got great facilities. Great facilities. We're and also talking about less people yes. on a scale, though. On a scale, yeah, but but, but, you, but because you're talking, it, you're talking fifty three thousand as opposed to but you, you make it scale to, that to the size. <laughs> oh, I, I, I'm not yeah. arguing for the crappy bathroom situation <laughs> yeah. in Oklahoma. I'm just saying Tennessee was a travesty. He got it correct with that. That hmm. was horrific. Hmm. Ohio State was a little better than ours, but nothing, so, nothing great. Because I just yeah. think when you're pa- packing. These these stadiums were built in the twenties, right? You know, and they've expanded size for seating, and you've expanded bathrooms and stuff like that. But it it's never going to be well. It could be easy. no, 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 no. It could be what t- what that tells me. My impression is you've got all of the, and we're talking. I mean, we talk about Tennessee, Ohio State, Oklahoma. In terms of fan support, those are blue bloods, all of them. So they've got a product that they are taking for granted. And the customers they're taking for granted with the product they put out there and the, the full service options. And they're going to have to step up their game or they're going to realize lose people customers. are going to lose customers. I went to Taylor Swift at the Dallas Cowboys Stadium. We're not going to – yeah. And yeah. The, the line for the women's restroom was astronomical, obviously, just based on the, the crowd that you would expect to see at a Taylor Swift concert. Right. But even concession-wise, with, with everything open, there's still – I think she got – 210,000 people over three shows, so 70,000 per show in a stadium that is claims 100,000 or whatever. At full capacity. At full capacity, student, yeah. and it still wasn't ran well, I would say. Mm-hmm. It was okay, mm-hmm. but there was still confusion where to go for certain things. The the lines well, weren't great. And, so I wonder what, like, and the, and that's I wonder a, like how the, that's the, the top Vegas of the line in the, in the United States, essentially. I, I would bet it's good. I would bet it's really good. Well, and, and, but here's the deal, though. Two things, not not in their defense. I'm not trying to be in their defense, but one, that's a football stadium, not geared towards probably a, tell me if I'm wrong, a 70-30, 60-40 female-to-male to mix. 80-20. Mm-hmm. 80-20, female-to-male mix. Um, and Taylor Swift is the Alabama of, of concerts, right? Yeah. And so you, not that it's right, but if you're winning championships constantly you can get by with a lot of crap yeah remind me how many championships did OU win last year mm. not a championship of any kind uh, gymnastics. So, <laughs> gymnastics. yeah and so <laughs> you're looking at you're saying all right it, unless you are going to put an absolute champion on the field every single time which you're not you need to up your game on every other thing in terms of your facilities to increase experience to increase the experience or don't rest on your laurels here you can't just count on the fact that we're going to just show up because it's what it is. They can with the four of us. They can with the four of us. <laughs> they can with Taylor Swift and her fans because Taylor Swift, I guarantee you, she had to t- tell me, was that concert really good? Yep. It was really damn good. Tell me, how did it compare to any of the OU football games you went to last year in terms of your expectations? Did, like Taylor Swift, how quickly, how close I mean, to matching she expectations? compared to... <laughs> tell me about any yeah. of the OU experiences, yeah. right? And so you've got to look at it that way and say, yeah, we, we've got to up the experience level. And like you say, on the south side, they've done that. 
start to work your way towards that. And I understand that there's a lot of capital investment that goes into it. But at the same time, you can't just hold us hostage and say, well, if you don't pony up, if you as a group don't pony up $100 million, you're just going to suffer through really crappy concessions and really crappy restrooms well, and, and, I think, and a but bad I, experience. And I think, I think, unfortunately, that's what's going to happen over the next four years with this move to the SEC. It's because you are going to see this influx of, yeah. of people who want to go to games just to see the products that are on that Both field. domestically and abroad. You're going to have all the people coming in from all the... Exactly. It, but if OU does not perform to the level that they need to perform, it's going to be too little too late for the administration mm-hmm. to say, wow, we did not do enough. You guys read that article from the Northern Transcript that I sent where they... Mm-hmm. I like the fact... I really like the fact I took it, you know, my optimism, I'm taking it as a really optimistic thing that they had They had integrated the, the people from the Chamber of Commerce and the city officials trying to everybody get on the same game plan about let's guys we got to get this thing going and it's got to be great everywhere it's got to be great from traffic control and hopefully we get enough people with some authority that can do that hotel rooms everything and i'm looking at the grand scheme of things like let's stop preventing people from airbnb in their houses and other things we've got to open up all of this as an option we've got to think about traffic control and how we're going to shut down a street and make it one direction maybe flood goes one direction coming into and then reverse out of norman and different things like that to make these game experiences really good because we've got an opportunity here in norman just from a city standpoint of really economically capitalizing on this thing well i thought it was wild one of the things that stood, stood out to me in that article was um i believe it was arkansas next to their baseball stadium which is pretty close to their football stadium. They have a 500-spot RV yeah. parking lot yeah. that's filled for every game. For every game. We have we have absolutely nothing close. And that's what my friend, the professor, the was saying. He this. was saying, where, where are the RVs going to go? I mean, Lloyd Noble, but it's not it's next to the stadium. Three-fourths of a mile away. Yeah. My, my friend, mean, who's a professor who's from LSU, he said, what are you guys going to do? You guys got to figure something out. It's got to be something's got to give. But I mean, it's it's little things too. Like they run shuttle buses between Lloyd Noble and the stadium. I think they do. They do, but I think it's, that it's got to be so much more. And that's so far away. But they can they can add buses if they need to, though. They can. They, they can. can. They need to. They can have the dedicated. They can. Yeah, exactly. And they should. You want the, exp- yeah. you want the experience. You want the experience of feeling like you were at the game. If I'm in the Lloyd Noble parking yeah, lot I don't and I can it. barely see the stadium, not barely, but I can see the you can stadium. Barely see it. Way I don't off know if you can parking see it. garage yeah. and stuff there now. Yeah. I so, but but I mean, it's it's also little things. I mean, look at the security to get in the game. Exactly. The Kentucky, lines, and I'm not saying you shouldn't have it. But they the said in Kentucky they didn't have any open metal gates. detectors. Yeah. How about you've got open all the gates? Thirty gates, and you've got ten of them open. Yeah. Like open come on. all the gates. Or expand your perimeter and have. People have the metal detectors outside, if you want all outside. of that stuff way outside. Yeah. I, mean, I remember not Do just it in the at, North Lawn, not just at Kentucky, how they didn't have metal detectors, which is what it was in the article, but at Nebraska, they they had they had guys with wands. Not everybody got wanded. They had cops there. They were looking at it, saying, "Yep, none of these people you are terrorists. Through, you went through. They're going to be just fine." You went through two checkpoints, and it you was went through fast initial, and quick and, then you went through and a easy. Gate. Exactly, it was yeah, no until big deal. A guy with a backpack shows up for a Kansas State game. Any of that can happen. You 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 have to balance your cost benefit there, and you have to, if that's the case, expand your perimeter and figure it out from there. But don't make it a bottleneck. Well, and you have you have they just need more they need more gates. You open. have a they need, you need more, more gates open, but essentially the guys that you already have working the metal detectors are 
Boy Scouts at best. Anyone who wants to sneak anything into that stadium is going to figure out a way to do it. How many waters do you sneak into that stadium? One minimum every game. Every game. So, I mean, it's... it's Even if it's 30 degrees In fact, outside. that's my beef against it. It's laughable. They've turned security, the, the theater of security, into let's prohibit people from bringing in... Conveniences. Conveniences. Because, including because, alcohol. Because, the conveniences other, because, other are stuff, because conveniences yeah. are not attainable within the stadium. Yeah, exactly. It's too hard for you to get a water at the stadium, and, so but, you take one. And that, that, that speaks loudly to, again, the administration and their staffing... They're not only they're not only understaffing within the stadium to get a beer or to get a hot dog or to get a, a water. We've experienced to get a water has been terrible. They're understaffing it at the gates to actually get in and go enjoy the experience. For you, Lucas, you are still having to deal with the gate. Someone who does not partake in any of the conveniences of the stadium, you still have to deal with a nominal number of gates being open and waiting in line to get to your seat regardless of whether or, whether or not you consume anything within the state. Not yep. to mention the attitude you get from the people that are checking you in exactly. as if you are a nuisance yep. rather than a customer. You have to do more than what you paid for. Absolutely. Well, another example of OU being OU and it, it's what gives me, you know, this will counter my optimism from that article and things. Real life experience. So, my friend from work came down to go. He, he lives in Brookhaven, nearby, but not here, walkable, to go to the medieval fair. So he goes in. The advertising was that you could park at the Lloyd Noble. He comes down in Hoff. It's an absolute just nightmare of a cluster of traffic. There's a baseball game. There's a tennis match. Uh, the night before, there was a softball game. There was maybe gymnastics going on. I'm not sure. But he said there was no coordination between any of it, and they'd prohibited any parking for the medieval fair that they had advertised at Lloyd Noble for the sake of if baseball and tennis had enough attendance. So they had cordoned off much, if not all, of the parking lot for that. And so you had people didn't know where to go. And that is that is another event that is in should be in coordination with OU to say this is something both beneficial to OU, beneficial to the city of Norman, Let's work together, guys, and figure out how we're going to make this all work. I'm not saying don't have that baseball game, don't have that tennis match. We can have it all. It can be a real fun experience with all of it. Let's get some coordination and figure out how we're going to make this work. Let's be rational about how many people are actually going to come to a baseball game based on, again, I could go off on a rant on the prices they charge for that and everything. How many people are going to come to a tennis match? Let's figure that out so that we all can make this work. They didn't. They seemed to be at odds with each other and be very territorial about what was going to happen, and the whole thing broke down. And the Lloyd Noble could realistically host four to seven events at one time. Not oh, not the Lloyd Noble itself, but the parking that's available at Lloyd Noble. Yeah, could host events some, like this. Could host everything that you just mentioned. Yeah, and, and move the medieval fair back to Duck Pond where it belongs. <laughs> it's, it's way bigger than that. You ought to see how big it is. It's insane how big it is. I've, I've been to the medieval fair. It's way, bigger than, it's way bigger than the Duck Pond. It is so oh, enormous. It's, not. it's way bigger than the Duck Pond. It's like the footprint of that is 3x the Duck Pond at least. I tried to bring my medieval ship and put it on the Duck Pond. And they it is They would not big. let it happen. It is really big. That, no, they, they take up Reeves Park and the whole deal. It's... It's pretty phenomenal. But I mean, there, but, but, I mean but I've point, been in the last two years. I didn't go this year, but I went the year before. It's way bigger than the duck pond. Point being, administration's not going to change their ways between now and when we join the SEC. That's not going to happen. That's my fear. And I think your main your mo- your main uh, motivation is going to be the feedback from 
SEC the away teams. Teams, yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. Well, you got to hope that doesn't fall on deaf ears. Because I know, I know Castiglione has gotten more than enough feedback from fans themselves, whether it be so. us, whether it be people who have written in. Response to the water tweets last, or two years ago against Nebraska when people were literally passing out in the stadium because they could not get water and sets up Gatorade, Gatorade, station, Gatorade water Trough. stations mm. for people to go get free water. That that is not a solution. That's a band aid. Yeah. So we we need to hope they find solutions. We need to hope they listen. I I don't have a lot of hope they will. Yeah. Unfortunately, um, I think fan voices will be much less impactful than opposing. away team yeah. traveling fans. I hope you're right. I hope you're right. I think that's. I, and I hope it's not too far gone by the time the administration takes those and acts upon them. Well, you only get so many chances for those away schools to to think this is a place to go, and at some point they'll write it off. And well, good thing aren't. in the SEC you don't have to play teams in, at your own place like once every 11 years or something <laughs> yeah. like that. So. Probably not anymore, though. I think they're changing that, so we'll see. Hope so. Hope so. Anyway, well, we're going we're gonna to be back for a post-game, post-spring game pod. We'll break down the scoring system. And no, whatever we won't. <laughs> oh, I will keep a book. We will break it down. We're not breaking it down. And we're we're, gonna, we're gonna break down the actual score relative to what we and have. And we'll talk about what we saw ones versus ones. And Real and quick, real quick. P- players to watch? Anybody you're, you want to see? Dale and Gabriel. I want to see Dylan Gabriel be crisp. Nobody for you? Nobody for you? Uh, I, I want to see McCullough. I want to see uh, the McCullough the, at the Cheetah, and I want to see what he does. I mean, I, for, for everything we've heard and, and briefly seen, he looks to be like he's a dude. So I, I, need, to, I need to see receivers. I want to see speed. I, I think that's too big of a question mark. Yeah, our receiving core, is it, it, there is a question mark. I'd like to see sure. crispness and uh, sure hands on receivers. I hope it's – I hope – do we hope it's born? I mean, do we hope it's a relatively vanilla, like, not not boring in the yes. fact that nothing yes. happens, but boring in the fact that, hey, it looks like people are just kind of doing their job. Yes. What about you, Jim? And then the who, score is 60 to 65. Um, just to be different, I'll go, I'll go, I want to see uh, McKenzie and Canick, see how they battle that out. It'll be fun. That defensive unit should be a good time to watch. I want to see Kyler Murray. Yeah, I'm going to make a shirt. You guys want a shirt? We're going to make a Kyler shirt. So. Nice, nice. All right. <laughs> Well, we'll be back for that. Until then, Boomer. Sooner. Sooner.